0: So this training that we're engaging in, of training the mind to in order to give it peace is something that is that has great importance to it. Because if we have wisdom, then we will have understanding of the Dharma that the Buddha taught. But in order to gain this wisdom and understanding, Our minds need to calm down and be at peace. We've probably read that in the Buddha's time, there were many, many people who listened to the Dhamma of the Buddha and they were able to attain to that Dhamma. And this was because they had a strong foundation in samadhi. Their minds were firm and collected. And so when they listened to the dharma, then they were able to contemplate on a deep level and gain clear understanding. The path of sila, samadhi, panya, all came together into to one thing and worked together, which gave a, um, a crystal clear understanding. Able to see that all things uh, they arise, they last for a while, and then they cease, that they aren't stable. And so there was one instance uh, of a small girl, a seven-year-old child. And uh, this girl was able to contemplate into the impermanent and changing nature of life. And she had a mind that was very still and quiet and peaceful. And so there was one time when she went to pay respects to the Buddha and the Buddha asked her where she came from. And so this child, even though externally she was a small girl, but internally she was already grown up, she was an adult already, um, and that her mind was, was very peaceful and calm. So the Buddha asked her, where did you come from? And she answered that she didn't know. Which was a very deep answer to a question which which seemed very commonplace, but was actually a very deep question. She knew that she had come from home, but when the Buddha asked her where she came from, she said that she didn't know. And the meaning of this question was, before this life, where were you? Where did you come from? Where were you in your previous lives? And so she answered that she didn't know. And then the Buddha asked further, where are you going to after this? And again, she said that she didn't know the answer. She knew very well that after going to pay respects, she had a plan to go to her father's uh, weaving workshop. But she knew also that the meaning of this question, the deeper meaning of this question, was that after she died, where would she go? And so she answered that she didn't know. And so the Buddha asked again, so you don't know? And then she said, yes, I do know meaning that she knew that she had to die, that one day she did have to die for sure. And then the Buddha asked, ah, so you know? And she answered, no, I don't know. Meaning that she didn't know when she would die, she didn't know where she would die, she didn't know how she would die. So we can see that this child um, at the Buddha's time her barami was was full already she was very well developed spiritually this world is dark and those people who understand the world clearly are very few but this this girl she was able to understand into the the uh, changing nature of both physicality and mentality and how they're stressful and how they're not self and so she understood this and understood the nature of the Dharma clearly, um, which meant that she was a Sotapanna. And what a Sotapanna means is someone who has gone into the flow of the Dharma; that they're not opposed to the truth or to the way things are, that they have understood the nature of fabricated phenomena. And so we can see in this very day and age that many people are passing away, just like leaves falling off a tree. And it was the same in the time of the Buddha, that there was a plague that went around and huge numbers of people died. But maybe we see some of the images um, on the internet or on TV of, of all the people who are dying from this current disease. And um, there are huge numbers of people, you know, over um, tens of thousands of people who are passing away. And so as humans, we've developed um, a lot of different weapons and very kind of sophisticated weapons, even nuclear weapons. And so we're able to use these uh, in wars with each other and, and fighting between different countries. But now, the biggest enemy is the smallest. There's this tiny virus, but it's able to destroy um, many different countries and it's able to go over the whole world and wreck uh, many parts of the world, wreck the economy and, um, and destroy people's lives. So one way of looking at this is to, to see that this is the Kama of The people in the world that we've used the world too much there's too much consumption and the world simply isn't able to take it anymore and so this epidemic is coming so that the world can survive it's become too packed there are too many people it's become too dirty and we're polluting the water and the air and um, and so we're, we're destroying the world by actions through our way of living. But if we are able to contemplate and able to, to use our mind to investigate things well, then we'll be able to, to use this in order to see the changing nature of conditions. Whether it's the bodies of people or the bodies of animals, Um, none of them are permanent, they will have to pass away. And so these small things, like viruses, they're able to change much, and they're able to cause much destruction. But the viruses, they can only destroy so much, but really it's the chileses, the defilements of people, that are able to do much destruction because if we have many of these defilements, if we um, have a lot of greed, hatred, and delusion, then that'll be a cause for us to, to be born and die many times. And so we can see in these hard times that there are instances of people who have a lot of greed and they're trying to take advantage of these difficult situations. But there are also instances of those people who are sacrificing much for others, so such as doctors and nurses and the um, people working in medical centers, they're sacrificing their life for others. And many of them have, have passed away through their efforts. Some people are giving away their wealth to help others who are going through difficulty. And we can see that this is the, the sacrifice and the, and the kindness, the goodness in the hearts of people. And some people send food to those who don't have enough food. And so we do this. We help out following our um, abilities and following the wealth and the resources that we have. So when there's much suffering going on, then we respond to that through kindness and through compassion that we have in our hearts. We should all try and train ourselves as best we can on this path, because this is a path that will lead us to purity. And so we develop these qualities of kindness and compassion. We develop ourselves in generosity and cultivate morality. And then this in turn will allow our minds to become peaceful and calm giving rise to, to clear-seeing, to wisdom. And so those with wisdom are those who know clearly into the truth. And so the, the Buddha was someone who had a lot of bhārami. He was uh, extremely well-developed spiritually. And his wisdom was very, very great. And... So having that great wisdom and having that purity of his heart, that he was freed from the kilesas he was then able to tell us the path to destroying the kilesas in our own hearts. The path that will lead us out of suffering. Because if we don't follow this path, then we'll have to be born, we'll have to die many, many times. This virus is only able to destroy this one life, but the defilements are able to kill us over and over again. So the Buddha taught this path um, to destroying all of the kilesas permanently. And it's not easy for us to meet with the teachings of the Buddha, and so we have a great opportunity in this life. And having met with this opportunity, we should use it as best we can to train our minds. We do a lot of chanting and we cultivate our hearts through our chanting. So the reason that we chant is to, to make our minds peaceful and to keep our mindfulness and our attention there with the chanting as we're going through it. And another important meditation Method is to meditate on listening to Dhamma, to listening on uh, teachings of the truth. Because as we do this, this will gradually raise up the level of our minds, and the things which were before unclear will become clear to us. And this happens a little bit at a time, that listening to the Dhamma raises up the level of our hearts. So this is something that we should try and do because it's a very good thing to do, a very beneficial thing to do, to, to practice while listening to the Dhamma. As we can alleviate the suffering and understand uh, the nature of things, then we'll be able to to slowly let go of the attachment that's causing us even more suffering. So we let go of that attachment and then the suffering gets relieved. We're able to let go And then our hearts are able to eventually become empty and reach a state of purity. But in order to do this, we need to develop our hearts a lot and we need to put an effort into training them. So now we have this very good opportunity uh, that we, many of us, um, are at home and we have a lot of time. And that's, we, we can use that time well in order to 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 develop our hearts through chanting and do this every day we try and listen to the dharma and investigate contemplate that dharma that we've heard and we do that every day and so everyone be uh, intent in your efforts